Hello, and welcome to Tell the Damn Story. I am Christopher Ryan, an award-winning hybrid author, teacher, multi-platform creative, and former award-winning journalist. Also on the mic is Kids Comic Con and the Color of Comics Exposition founder, Alex Simmons, an award winner since 1996, including an Inkpot Award from the San Diego Comic Con and three Glyph Awards from the East Coast Black Age of Comics Con. He has written Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan, Batman, Superman, and Scooby-Doo, among so many more beloved characters, and is the creator of the legendary African-American soldier of fortune, Aaron Blackjack Day, whose 1930s adventures comment on today's social problems. On Tell the Dale Story, we celebrate the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully, along the way, help you decide how you want to tell your own damn story. Hey folks, I have to quickly let you know that uh, due to some technical problems, the first uh, three, four minutes of Tell the Damn Story, episode 201, did not record. Uh, and so you missed the fact that Chris, my galloping, wonderful uh, co-host, was in a car with his wife, the goddess, uh, on his way to New York City while we were recording. And you also missed the fact that the first portion of the show, we talked about pop culture, as in what's happening right now, what's being uh, promoted right now on the web. And in that case, we mentioned, obviously, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. We mentioned also that there's a rumor that the Superman Man of Steel film, a Zack Snyder uh, um, version, might be uh, in the mix, or... Quite possibly, because, you know, Henry Cavill is supposedly going to play Clark Kent. That's the rumor. It's, you know, bits and pieces, things like that. But, you know, we, we, we thought, is, is it going to be another Man of Steel movie with him only playing Clark Kent? Or, uh, as uh, Chris suggested, maybe, because we've just heard that um, Michael Jordan is going to be producing um, a Superman films for HBO Max based on Superman of an alternate universe. So maybe... Henry Cavill is going to be playing Clark Kent in that production. Who knows? We also brought up the fact that um, James Patterson, a man who is known as a, a quite a novelist, but also has become quite a packager of uh, mysteries that he co-writes or co-creates with other writers, has taken on a pulp character, brought him back from the 1930s. The Shadow has a new book just coming out with that title. Uh, we are not that thrilled with the information we have about the direction that this character and this storyline seems to be taken. It's brought into modern days. It's something about suspended animation and all this kind of stuff. But I also pointed out that, you know, this sort of thing has been done with Sherlock Holmes and a number of other characters as well, because when you have iconic characters over a prolonged period of time, then people, different writers, different producers, tend to have their own take on a thing, or they put their own spin on it. So who knows what we have to look forward to. But anyway, those things brought us to the point where we're going to pick up now, where we're talking about the wonder of the Marvel and DC cinematic universes and how they have really sort of opened the door to multiverse, alternate universe storylines, and what can be done with that. So with that thought, let's pick up with Chris speaking now. And anybody can be a hero, and anybody can tell, we can tell anybody's story, and really, our stories, our best stories, are the shared mosaic. 
not just the male-dominated. And I, and I think that you're going to see part of that as the through line of all this stuff. And then a lot of fun comic booky stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about Black Widow for a second? We can talk about Black Widow, and, and then there's a couple of other things I just want to throw in there before we get to the other stuff. So, yeah. All right. Last thing I'm going to say is Black Widow is a very, uh, it's a family movie, about family. It's a mm-hmm. feminist movie about the power of women. And it's also a real wake-up call about men and and, and the predominant uh, uh, attitude men have had, and again, if you don't think that's real, go to Netflix, watch the Gina Davis, this changes everything, and then watch Black Widow, and you'll see how it's tied in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, men have used women as objects, as means to an end, as playthings. And expect and, them to be okay with it. Yeah, and this yeah. movie says, nah, <laughs> there's only... <laughs> There's only two kinds of men in there. There's the evil user and manipulator, and there's the the, the goofball. You know whether and the goofball doesn't even get a break. Um, but I think that that's one of the things that makes Black Widow more than oh we finally got this action movie. You know the best Marvel movies like the best movies, best stories, best novels are about more than the surface excitement. And there's a lot to chew on for Black Widow. So mm-hmm. there you go. And I think it's about, you know, it's 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 about time. Yeah, I saw it the other day and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. On you. Time. What you got to say, brother? Well, then just another uh, another quick thing I just wanted to add. Uh, James Patterson, who, as, as you know, you know his work, and you also know that he's also become a publishing machine at least his name has, you know, right? Well, you know what his latest property is? Uh, yeah, I'm very upset by it. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 The Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, any, do you know anything about the book? Uh, I've read only the copy that came with the ad in Amazon. So have you read that? Uh, no, I've read a lot of conversations from writers uh, about it, especially the uh people who are pulp fans you know there's long thread conversations uh you know, on the pulp facebook pages the various there's there's got to be a half a dozen that i follow and one of the things they were talking about was it didn't seem like whoever wrote that i'll leave that there um really knew or did their homework about the shadow First of all, this is not in the past, not in the 1930s. No, that's, that's one of the things. And they've done this with Sherlock Holmes a lot, too, where, you know, suddenly he, the character, had to be placed in suspended animation or something like that. All that stuff. Right. This is in the future. It's yeah. not even the present. It's the future. And the whole novel is told from a, a young girl's point of view. You can tell any story you want from a young girl's point of view that's great but you can't get the feel of the shadow novels you know um and the shadow has powers he doesn't have the costume he doesn't shoot guns as far as i've read um 
He doesn't have the power to control cloud men's minds. There's very little shadow in the book, The Shadow. So my question becomes, why? You know, why? Why? Why call it that? He could could have called it, you know, Ashot Johnson, and you know, it would have been less upsetting to all the people <laughs> who know and love The Shadow. Now the Ashot Johnson fans, they'd probably be a little upset. <laughs> Well, all I, just, I don't those, understand why it exists. For those people who don't n know the shadow lore, I'll just simply say 1930s pulp character um, didn't have the power to cloud men's mind in the books. He was more like a ninja and, a, a, you know, a, a, he could you know, blend into the darkness, move through the shadows, great with uh, disguises and things like that, and a brilliant strategist and a, a great fighter. And and he fought against, you know, uh, killers and organized crime and megalomaniacs. So that's there were a couple of different wonderful, iterations. Of wonderful him. way it was handled. There was mystery. There was, you know, there was a lot of mood and atmosphere to it. And Lamont Cranston was one alter ego that right. he used. The radio show played it differently because it was a different medium. So he was that's where he got the cloud man's mind. Right, and he could cloud show. man's mind, so he so he could appear invisible because you couldn't see him because he had clouded your mind. I, it feels like, just based on the little that I've read and the fact, you know, the, the, the promo copy, is that they're really coming from that character, from the radio character, more than from the, the novels, which which the radio character was, well, actually, one came first. Use the right lane to right. Take bottom, the bottom line, they, they seem to be relying on the radio character a little bit more than the, the novel character. But that would still only bring it up to about 18% of the characteristics. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> well, you know, again, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they did it. Like I said, they've done this kind of thing with Sherlock Holmes for years. There was this one story, the only Sherlock Holmes story that ever offended me, my sensibilities, and I, I'm not going to go too deep into this, was I can't even remember the name of it, but in the story, Watson finds out that Sherlock Holmes is actually, had been conning him for years, that, that um, he doesn't actually have a brother. And all this kind of stuff because he's actually a time traveler, and that that meant that everything that he did that was amazing in that time period of the 1800s was because he was from the far flung future and knew all that stuff, and it just completely so obliterated he, the quality of the character. So, that's so just, he was Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, there you go. Or 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 anybody else who travels through time. So I'm not surprised that they're doing this with with Lamont and all that. But what my point was ultimately, is that what's old is new again, because people keep reaching back to characters that, for whatever reason, and I don't know why Patterson and his people did this, but, you know, characters that had some history, some appeal, some iconic status or whatever, and they, they put their new slant on it. And I feel like if you're going to do that, please respect the source material. You know, I, I'm afraid that he's trying to get a piece of the IP. And that's just my opinion. I've got nothing, nothing to indicate that that's true. But that was my concern. So well, it may be a business. Is he going to sell this version of it? Yeah, it may be a business move, and and time will tell. So, uh, moving right along, where are we now? <laughs> uh, we're all the way up to number two out of four on our agenda, which is our own status and where or what we're up to. Yes. And, and and that's a lot. <laughs> that is, in fact, a lot. Yeah. Uh, you want to go first? 
Uh, uh, no, no, you go first. All right. Well, um, I'm relaunching everything. Batten down the hatches, brothers and sisters. Um, we're talking about, at the very least, new covers. Uh, Genius High will get new covers, and all the back matter will be trimmed out of there, and it'll be, you know, like that. I think there's one error that I have to fix on it. Um, there's a slight rewrite and a renaming to what was a simple rebellion. City of Woe has been completely rewritten and has a new name. Everyone pays. Both of those are getting new covers. We're going to put those out. Uh, there was a collection of short stories, Mallory and Gunner short stories. They're going to be, you know, a quick look at them and clean them up and maybe modernize them a little bit. But they're going to be released separately. And then eventually we'll collect them back up again. Um, and something happened, Alex. I was uh, attending uh, via Zoom Galactic Terrors, which is the one of the reading um, experiences that comes out of the um, Horror Writers Association. And God forgive me, I don't have her name in front of me, but there was... Um, Two, there were four writers reading. The third one was reading from her book of poetry based on uh, the life and serial killings of uh, Dr. H. H. Holmes. Oh. Um, you know, Devil in the White City and all that stuff, Chicago World's Fair. Um, and she was reading a couple of uh, poems uh, from that collection. And I. I grabbed a bunch of index cards and I started writing. I, I, I haven't written poetry since freshman year of college. And those were terrible poems. Um, <laughs> but I started writing and then the next reader did all the graphics. He does all the graphics for Galactic, Galactic Terrors. Um, but he also wrote a story and did visuals and music to go with the story. And that uh, that just continued the mood. And it, I wound up with the drafts of 10 or 12 before the end of this reading. 10 or 12 and poems? Poems. <laughs> and they started a narrative. And I've continued the narrative since then. That was... Um, second week of July or first week of July or maybe it was no it was the third week of June I think something like that so it's I've been at it for a couple of weeks um, I'm some, somewhere around 54 55 pages in about 30 poems in something like that get this are you ready I'm ready this is a Mallory and Gunner thriller told from the antagonist's point of view. And he writes, you know, the, the little iPad uh, or the little pad in the iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, he compulsively writes verse in there. Uh, almost like a diary. Um, and that's what it is. It's told from that point of view. And then I, it, it, you know, the plot thickens, trust me. Um, 
but yeah, I'm going to finish that and that eventually will come out. I'm going to try and, uh, I'm going to offer that to some publish, uh, poetry publishing houses. Uh, we'll see, you know, cause it's horrific. If it's told from that point of view, it's a horror. Wow. Okay. But it's <clears throat> yeah, it's you... fascinating. Fat, I, I don't know whether it all work, but I am, it brings me to the uh, laptop every day. So that's fascinating. And I will get back to perfect and that's going to go out to market. The earlier stuff, I'm leaning towards just continue keeping it all indie, and then the new stuff send out to market. And so perfect, over the next several months, is novel. Say what? Perfect is a novel. I'm just perfect just, is a yeah. novel. It follows uh, Genius High, but uh, there's only one character that is the same in both of those books. Right. Um, but it follows that same kind of. Uh, a, adults messing with um high school age kids lives yeah um so yeah that's what's happening um and i think i think that'll keep me busy enough busy, but we'll get to that um, oh yes yes mine mine's short at this point uh what i'm i'm still working on two projects i can't talk about uh, which is really frustrating, really, 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 really frustrating, and that's that's life. Um, and at the same, I would like time, to be in that position, though. I'd like to be in a position where I couldn't talk about something. <laughs> so <laughs> well, take it, take, do, take it, take you it. You don't want to talk about, you know. Um, and but the other thing is, is um, I'm I'm popping up all over in panels and things recently. So even today, um, you know, there's a San Diego con going on. Yes. Uh, both virtually and uh, somewhat face-to-face -face, uh, this weekend. And so I'm going to, uh, I'm on a panel uh, at San Diego called uh, Writing Psychologically Rich Characters, uh, which is supposed to pop on the line at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, which will be 5.30 uh, New York City time. And I'm on there with <laughs> a number of other really, really remarkable people here. Uh, like including uh, at least one yes, former guest of ours. Yes, yes, uh, Ms. Scarlett, Dr. Scarlett is is on there, uh, as well as uh, Dr. Billy San Juan uh, and Tracy. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to get the names so I can read them well. Uh, Tracy Dion and Dennis K. Crosby um, and Jay Dion. And I, why is this doing this to me now? I can't read my. Oh, Dotson. Yes, yeah, so it's. It's Jay D Diane Dotson and one more. Uh, again, it's going. Ah, uh, there we go. John McGoran, right? Yeah. And Eric Hughes. So it's it's like there's going to be eight of us on the panel, and again, talking about how to create and 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 write and work with psychologically rich characters, which means characters are more than one level. Can we have the date and time again? Yes, well, that's, that's going to be today, Sunday, July 25th, uh, at, at it says 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, which is, uh, again, 5 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time, New York time. So it's at L.A. time, it's 2 p.m., and uh, New York time, it's 5 p.m. And that's, that's on online cool. uh, for the San Diego Comic-Con. It's called Beautiful. San Diego Comic-Con Home, Comic-Con at Home. Is what you're looking at. Home. 
All right. Yeah. So if you're if you're trying to get uh, last minute tickets or access, you would go to ComicConAtHome.com. Yep, that's that appears to be what it is. And and I'm just double checking here to make sure I got all that information. Yep, yep, that's it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's uh, two other um, panels that I'm going to be on in the next couple of weeks, and I'll. I'll name that, but I, it's it's been really exciting to be able to sit and talk with other writers and geekdom as well as psychology, so that we can really talk about putting together stories, characters, and telling you know good stories that impact on people. Uh, so yes, exciting. And as I said, a couple of projects I can't talk about, and I'm also still um, having a great time teaching uh, some young screenwriters at uh, the New York Film Academy. And, and there's been there's been a couple of really great moments. There. I think one I spoke about last week, but it's it's always fun to have, you know, in this case, I work with adults as well as teens, and I had a experience with a group of teens where they knew some of the older films that I had shown, uh, you know, like, like uh, 12 Angry Men, Rear Windows, things like that. And it was how uh, one of the exercises we do with them was, say, okay, if you're going to do this theme in contemporary times now through your lens, what would you do that would be different? And a couple of times now, now I've had students come up with this really interesting twist on the older tale that's really fascinating. So now there's two stories I would, I would hope one day I'm going to get to see what they do with this because it was really just a fascinating turn and twist on. So imagination is a powerful sucker. Tell you that. Yes, right. sir. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my update for now. Again, when I can, I'll I'll be more clear about it. Right. Well, I mean, you have recently taken some time to reflect on uh, decisions in, in in life and in uh, work, and I think I've been very public for the last year or so about. Uh, reflecting on a ton of aspects of especially the writing life and professional. I mean, I did retire from teaching and now I'm trying to transition into full-time writer. So all these things point to one of the lessons of this uh, episode, which is that, you know, artists must take time to examine and plan their careers. I think from the very first thing we talked about, you know, the, the message with the Marvel stuff is these people plan. They are years and years ahead of what the public knows. And that's something that uh, writers and artists and creatives must keep in their minds, too. That, you know, it is right and good to reflect on where you want to be and figure out how you want to get there and what you can do and what you need to learn to do better. Um, and part of my relaunch is is reflected in that. And, you know, actually part of the, the final thing we're going to talk about is mm -hmm. about that, too. Yep. So if you want to say anything, go ahead or else we can go to the final. Well, I think we can segue right into it because that was that was right. eloquent. It was quite eloquent. Well, uh, you want to do it or should I? Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 contemplating, folks, um, taking a hiatus from tell the damn story. 
We uh, actually are taking a hiatus. Yes. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Yes, there is. Uh, we've gotten we've gotten 200 episodes in. This is 201, and we got there through um, sheer will <laughs> and passion. And now we're going to take the summer to study how other podcasts are doing it and how we might be able to do this better and for a wider audience. Uh, we're looking to improve. We're looking to uh, reach out and uh, embrace more people or have more people embrace us. We're looking for a big group hug, apparently. Um, so uh, we're thinking about the rest of July and August, and we will return in September um, with some changes geared towards serving you better. Absolutely. And that opens the door for our impressive audience to contact us with what they might, oh, please keep this, or, you know, I was hoping you would do that. Any kind of feedback will be taken into consideration as we retool, rebuild, and relaunch. Absolutely. And and I, I, I sort of, this is um, um, uh, a one-man one decision here. I decided that one of the things that I like to do while we're on hiatus is use the availability to uh, replay, revisit a couple of our, our better episodes. Yeah, that way we can leave and stay yeah. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. We're going to hold our place. Right? That's right. Know? Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a greatest hit summer. Yeah. So you'll be, you'll be getting an opportunity to listen to some of the episodes you may not have even heard, because 200 is a large number. That's true. And there were interviews that we had, and there were topics that we had, and there were yeah. demos and things that we sure. discussed uh, that you probably did not have a chance to experience. So I'm going to be picking some goodies out of that batch and popping them up over the next yeah. few weeks. Think of, it, think of it this way, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to slightly jump back into the Alex Simmons time machine. But remember when we were when we were kids, uh, you'd have the television season, and then in the summer, it would be all reruns. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's kind of be what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's all right, so you might lose me now because we're going into a parking lot. Well, but, uh, it's probably say, a good time to say goodbye. Then. <laughs> yes, we'll see you in September with fresh episodes. But please enjoy the rerun summer, this greatest hit summer of Tell the Damn Story. Absolutely. Alex, you know I love you. Can't wait to get back better than ever. Love you too, man. Take care and, and goodbye to the guy who's telling us some fantastic driving. I was watching the whole time. Fantastic driving. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. such a goddess. Peace. <laughs>